I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Well, hey there, Travis. Hello, Vince, my old friend. How are you? Hey, man, I'm good. I'm ready to talk. Talk, talk. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, so that's what we're here to do, as usual. And I uh, did a rolling thing on uh, our random table. I gotta say, I really love random tables. I think uh, we covered that sometime long, long ago. We did. Uh, random tables. But I tell you what, I love them because... So last last couple of weeks, we covered um, kickstarting your RPG, right? Yeah, it was a big one. That was our thing. So we talked a lot about you know ways to give your game the best chance uh, on on a Kickstarter campaign, um, you know, and I think the thesis of it was that uh, anyone can make a game and have their dreams come true or something like that, right? You, like, you, you, you can achieve your, your dream of having your own RPG published, you know, self-published, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, it was all super happy. But this week, through the magic of, of random tables, we rolled... Are there too many RPGs or is the market flooded or whatever, right? Yep, yep, yep. That's very funny. So, I, I hadn't thought about the connection of these two things before you you brought up this point. But you're right. That is ironic. Yes, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of, I, I'm just going to call it magical. I'm not going to call it ironic. It's magical. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't fake this role. It just happened that way. I love random tables. I'm just saying. Um so okay, what 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 is this then? All right, are there too many RPGs? How was it actually titled? I don't I don't even know. Exactly as you said, are there too many RPGs? Is the market flooded? Right, and I, I think the real core question I want to get at here with this is that the barrier of entry for creating an RPG, right? The, it's not the the RPG playing market is is not the biggest market, right? It's bigger than than wargaming, smaller than card gaming and video gaming and so on and so forth. That's kind of where it falls, right? But yeah, it's in a pretty good space, I would say though. It's uh it's got a nice size market. Yeah. There's there's plenty of role players out there. But you know, there are still titans in the in the industry, right? Like the top five RPGs probably honestly account for like 80% of the hours spent playing RPGs, right? I mean that's right, yeah, they dominate. Um, they dominate everything the way that, you know, the big, like, television markets dominate. Right. So what you're what you're then talking about is a much smaller number of people who are willing to play, like, let's say, non-fantasy or non-large uh, company published indie RPGs who seek them out, right? And often these are either people who've been playing RPGs for years and are looking for different experiences and are very in tune with the market, or newer people who get attached to those folks, right? Because you usually don't start like, let me grab this random indie RPG and give it a shot, right? That's right. not how most people get started in there. It's not their gateway. Um, sure, there's a reason barnacles grow where they do. Yes, yeah, it's well, quite a good analogy. That's awful, sorry, that was terrible. Um, uh, I, I like, yeah, so I guess I guess this, this question, are there too many... RPGs, it's a, it's kind of a point of view question, right? Because, I, I mean, you come at it from the consumer angle, or you come at, come at it from the creator, or you come at it from from large company angle. You know, there's lots of different ways to look at it. Um, I, I, I know I've mentioned this before, but I think another, you know, we're in another pulp era, you know, where you can, uh-huh. you're, you're gonna, you're gonna see see these things, lots and lots of RPGs happen because they're 
easy to make and easy to sell and they're cheap to produce. So it's just, it's, it's our new inter internet pulp kind of era. Yep. yep. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of angles to look at from the, from the small creator point of view and the, and the, the, the fringe consumer point of view, it's probably a, a double-edged sword, I think. Like there's going to be a lot of average offerings and below average offerings from, from uh, creators of these uh, little RPGs that can spring up anywhere because they're so cheap and easy to make and sell. Um, but the, the, like the, 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 the real bright side of that is that there, even though there's going to be lots of average and below average stuff out there, there will be specific niche games, niche games. I don't know how to say that word. People are in contention about it. whatever uh, niche games that cater to you know segments of the consumer population that would never happen otherwise like any other time um in rpg history so you're gonna get you know your biker mice from mars rpg and you'll get you know the victorian era high society steampunk robot political intrigue in the old country game right you're gonna get all of these games you're gonna get a game for every every taste every flavor um yeah. If you uh, if you if if one likes mushrooms, there are multitudes of types of mushrooms to choose from. I I agree. You know, it's well. Here's the funny thing about it. I, I want to go back and put a real strong pin on something you said, which is that we're in like a pulp era because I think that is really true. Yeah. The original pulp era happened because this pulp paper was created, and suddenly paper and printing got cheaper than it ever had before, and these pulp sort of magazines could get printed for like a nickel cover price, which you know was 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 quite cheap even by the time standards of the time and now you've got a similar situation where because of pdf printing and and sites like rpg now and the ease the ease of like on demand printing where you know you can you can set up your book on demand and hence pay nothing up front and you know people can still get a physical copy of the book um the proliferation it's a creator's instant gratification which is so weird in comparison to how it has been right the proliferation of just cheap open source software to do this, right? Like layout software and, and um, editing yep. software and stuff like that. So kind of every part of this, the the cost of creation has been lowered to near zero, right? E- exempting your yeah, time. All, all of the parts, all of the parts of creating the RPG, except actually writing the thing and developing right. the thing has become easier. Right. Yep. Yep, yep. And I would argue that actually the invention and creation of the thing has gotten a little easier due to a very recent move which is the newest edition of of dungeons and dragons that core rule set for 5e got put out on an ogl so like there's a new open game license much the same as there was for third edition for fifth edition and so what is it more freeing uh is it a more free like i just know the the other one was restrictive although it could be uh, exploited it, it, to do whatever you want honestly right. but it, it's quite open to to put to, as a as a proof of point of that um very recently in the past couple months i have seen lots of different games pop up that are not at all dungeons and dragons games like uh science fiction you know neuromancer type games and stuff like that like far future space adventures and pirate adventures and just mm-hmm. like a lot of different stuff that so for example the as as right now as of this recording the number nine most popular sort of hottest title on rpg now is a book called the strange stars osr rulebook okay which is sort of a fantasy science fiction type of 
thing, mashup, whatever you want to say, right? Yeah. And it's using the Dungeons and Dragons open, you know, rules. Okay. Um, to do this, these weird, you know, sort of space science fantasy adventures. And, and that's far from yeah. the only one. Um, right. So, so what you're saying is, is you have snap on rules available to you yes. so that that part of the development of a game is already almost completely handled for you. If you so choose to take that, uh, that Avenue. Right. Exactly. And I see a, so that makes these. it even easier. Yes. <laughs> so, so it comes back to only development of an idea. <laughs> that's the, that's, that's the only part that hasn't been, been made easier. Right. Right. And, what that's you know when i was at, at i think what prompted this question was when i went to gen con last year i go to gen con every year i've been there every year for the past 11 years i love it it's great it's gone like in the time that i've been going there it's gotten more and more massive it's ridiculous now it's i mean i don't remember how many people they had last year it was either 60 or 70,000 mm -hmm. yeah I things mean, have really changed in a decade yes um I, like that has more than doubled in a decade which is crazy to think about um, but when I was there and walking around, they opened up the size of the exhibition hall this year because last year it was really cramped and not enough people could have space they wanted. They dedicated a whole nother massive hall to the exhibition hall. Okay, so now it is just sprawling. There's 30 plus rows, okay, of 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 vendors. And the number of RPG vendors this year. It's staggering, right? It was staggering. It's, like, it's yeah. It's like going to a comic book convention where every single booth has its own product to sell you of that thing. There's here's another comic book series. Here's another comic book series. Here's another comic book series. Well, yeah. it's same. It's starting to feel like that with RPGs. Yes, and I don't want to. I don't want to downplay other movements because obviously this isn't solely a, an RPG phenomenon, right? We could easily right. have this conversation about board games as well. Um, because board games, graphic novels, uh, yeah, there's yeah. tons of stuff. Any any kind of game, really. Yes, but since this is largely an RPG podcast, that's why we're focusing on this. And I think that RPGs feel it the hardest because RPGs are largely creative ideas without without sort of other extraneous needs put into place. That is to say. What I mean by that is when you make a board game, you've got to still pay some amount of money to China. It may have gotten cheaper, but you're going to go to a Chinese factory and have them make pieces and a board and stuff like that, right? There's shipping and cost. There's, there's still there, there are. I money. know RPGs are kind of in between. It's, it's like you have a, uh, this this space between when you're writing pure words and just writing a story. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you're making a board game that has pieces and parts. Right. And somewhere, somewhere in the middle lies RPGs, where you, you can't have pieces and parts and stuff, um, but it's also mostly writing the writing of words. So yeah, it's even minimized of the amount of say art you need, right? Like you can get away with a lot of like a lot of RPG yes. books get away with fairly minimal art, whereas like if you're going to do a full fledged graphic novel series, you've got to you know have a that's going to be distinguished by the quality of the art, right? By the quality of the art, um, or, or the style of the art or whatever. Right. Um, sure, certainly. And an RPG could, uh, like, honestly, could probably live on a single piece of artwork. Like, an entire RPG could live on a single piece of artwork. Like, you could just have a cover and then a mobile, um, uh, a, a mobile platform-only book, which is meant for e-reading e and, uh, you know, on your phone or on your Kindle or whatever. Yep. Um, and it's just words because it's meant for a mobile platform where you're just supposed to be reading, right? You're not, like, looking at pictures or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I believe an, an RPG could easily stand on 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 that alone, just with a cover piece, you know. So, 
and, 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 that, and that could cost you as, as little as 20 bucks. Um, depending yeah. on who, who the artist is, you know what I mean? Sure, especially if you happen to know somebody who's, who's willing to do you a solid, right? Right, um, that could be a $0 thing if you, if you know an artist, yeah. Yep. And so what this has done is meant that because there's this sort of zero barrier to entry, you've got open source things that you can pull on. Because it's not like just 5e is doing this. There are other open source things out there, too. Like Savage Worlds has a, a version of an open source license and stuff like that. Um, what this has meant is that suddenly it's just anything and everything that you could make an RPG out of has an RPG now. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, but the, but I think the real question is, isn't, are there too many RPGs? Okay. I think it's, it's more along the lines of, of who is this influx of RPGs good for and who is it not good for? I, I, I think, I feel like that's probably a, a better question, right? I think that's a fair point. So let, let's break this out from a, from a buyer player perspective whatever you want to say right, right. The customer perspective if i'm not a creator i'm just a shopper consumer i know. consume that's yes. all right um of rpgs then to me this is probably mostly upside um the downside being that there's some like opportunity cost i suppose right of like if i pick i have a limited budget I can only play so many. If I pick one, I don't get to try the other ones that right. I might want to try. And, and most of these games only have very, very limited previews. Like even if you buy on like RPG now or whatever, you're gonna get end up like or drive through RPG or whatever it's called. Um, you're you're only gonna get a few pages as a sample, as opposed to going to a bookstore and looking and flipping actually flipping through a book and reading the sections you want to read. You only get a little bit. Um, so you know you're you, you have to kind of kind of really weigh your options and then when you get when you get a, a stinker you're like ah oh. right and not just that but if you look at these you know five different things and you're like oh i want to try them all but i only get to pick one opportunity cost is a real thing you actually feel the negative pain of not being mm -hmm. able to have those things you never had right like it's it's this weird sort of right it's worse than getting one that you actually do want <laughs> um right it has a much 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 higher psychological impact yeah. The other thing I would say is just actually the noise of like sorting through this, right? Like if I want to find a good one, it's not like I can just necessarily trust. There's not a lot of things I can go to to just instantly trust. Right. There's that. no IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes to to know about all these games, right? Yeah. Like I can go to ratings, but even popular games, like once you get out of like the top 10 or 20 on RPG Now of titles. Title. Right, you get you get down to those kind of kind of popular stuff as compared to comparison. Yeah, you're gonna get to a thing that has like four ratings, five, eight. Yeah, yep. You know, and, and, and it's just how do you decide based on eight other people? It's just no good. Right. So you know, and and when four people... out of five dentists approve, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> like okay. exactly. So you know, I can read their reviews and think about it, but it's not a lot of information to go on. So I've got to kind of right. like in my head, I'm thinking that's probably just the people who who live with and are friends of the people who made this game. You know, right? So now How I've got to go know? out to like Reddit and you know to forums and like post about this thing and say, is it good and why is it good and get that's a lot of like, effort. Yeah, just to try a game, right? Now. Now, I don't want to overstate these negatives for the consumer, because I think overall there is still a lot of positive. These things are also often cheaper, right? Like 
normally if you're talking about a pdf these things are usually somewhere between five and say you know twenty dollars for 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 most of these pdfs um if you're buying it in that form so you know that's not too bad compared to say getting the physical copy of the book and even then the physical copy of the book often is is still quite reasonably priced in most cases right um yeah you're gonna see stuff you know under 40 bucks usually yeah and you you also have your needs met right like you might have wanted a game about like you might have wanted a spell jammer-esque sort of science fiction fantasy exploration of riding around the stars with weird hippo people and you know harvesting suns for their hydrogen while at the same time running from giant space squids um, but there was no rpg that was really serving your needs well, well now there probably is at least right. one yeah. if not four you have to choose from right um, I, I i don't know is that bad like you know what I mean? Is that a bad thing? No, I, I think that's probably a good thing. It although it lets it leads directly into the creator thing, right? Um, the creator problem is much more real because even if you have a great idea and you have like even if you've designed an amazing RPG, right? Your story is on point, your art is good, your you know what I mean, like all of this is is rock solid. Okay. Um, the reality is, it's going to be harder for you to Being break through the that. The audience noise. you want is is still pretty slim at that point. Yeah, it's yeah. just going to be harder um, because, for you to break because through because the you're noise. not. Yeah, you're not one of the big five. Um, you, you're you're not going to have uh your your fingers in enough things, uh, to get enough enough people to take note of what you've done, um, and and so your little slice of the consumer base is smaller and smaller um and that's what's happening right right every one of these that comes out in some way you know like shears some number of potential clients mm -hmm. off of everyone right because it's divvying all these shares up yes and people can play multiple games so it's not just like a one-to-one -one mutually exclusive thing i know that but there is some of that going on right sure people can play yeah, two games you, but they can't play go... 20. Yeah, it, like if you if 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 you have <clears throat> excuse me as a creator if you have like uh, have the the massive ego that's that's so big that that you think that you can put out a generic RPG rule system uh, amidst all of the other masses of RPG generic systems like there's just so many of them then your likelihood of success is fair is fairly slim because it's not niche enough right. Like, you can't find an audience, right? It's hard. Yes. So the chance of being that breakout hit, of having a game that truly, like, what do I want to say? Like, a game that truly hits and becomes right. something yeah. that sticks. Your, your, your fate thing happening, you know? Right. Like, fate popping up. Yes. Uh, and being a thing and a real thing. You know, it's that's probably in, you know, that bottom 20 that we were talking about. Um, it's not top five, but it's up there, right? And it's, uh, it's pretty popular. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fate is very very popular yes i mean especially by the standards of what we're talking about here right yep. um so yeah your chances of being like the next fate is really slim like and that's assuming by the way you go to the mattresses that you're working all the social media angles and popularizing things doing everything we talked about in the kickstarter episode right and you're just you're doing all of that squared not only up to release 
of the Kickstarter or the project, but you know, throughout, and you're still going on podcasts and talking about it and drilling and drilling and drilling and drilling, right? So the chances of you having something that's really, really resonant in, in a, in a long-term way is just nearing impossibility, right? But, because of but when, when you weigh that against what it took to do it, to do that 20 years ago, um, you know, imagine you're a creator 20 years ago and then compare to you as a creator now, um, is that a bad thing or a good thing or, you know, where, how, how did the scales ba- end up balancing, right? Sure. Like, is it better or is it worse than what it was? Because to, to, to self-publish something maybe 20 years ago was much, much more difficult. And, you know, it, it was just really hard to get anything done um, to create an RPG of your own that has an audience outside of your family, <laughs> your family members, you know, or whoever you got to read your stuff. Right. So it's, I, I think it's still better. I still think it's better. It's 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 much better now, flooded or not, um, because at least there is some opportunity. Um, because I don't, I don't, I think I feel like most of these things would just never have existed if they didn't have that opportunity. Like yeah. they just never would have gotten gotten out of, you know, here's some notes in a binder stage. Yes, I let me tell you how I see it. It's a flattening. Okay, here's what I mean by that. Before what would have happened is you had less of a chance of ever even getting published, right? But you, if you did, so like you had this big group of people who wanted to get their game published, but it was almost impossible. And then once you did get published, it was still hard to be a hit, but it was more likely than now because there was simply less people publishing games, right? And it, or it was harder to self-publish. So the problem is now you've gotten to the point where it's flattened out. More people can make games, more people can create games, but that high end, right? You know what I'm saying? Has now fallen down. It's kind of all flattened. Yeah. So the bottom, the bottom and the top have, have, have come closer together. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, overall, I think this is one of those things that has, you know, like a lot of the things that we cover, right? Where it has both good and bad consequences. Um, yeah, what I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I, I feel like the good is stronger, though. Like, I think I, I feel like yeah, as as far as everything we've talked about, I, I'm still happy that there is an overabundance as opposed to what what it, you know what it used to be. Right. That we have. I mean, truly, we are somewhat complaining about an embarrassment of riches, right? Like, let's yeah, be honest. So, sort of. I, I mean, I, I, it has. Um, it kind of has. It. it uh, it harkens back to our discussion on the era of the D20 rule set, right? Yep. Yep. Where where it's just this this uh, there there is a din of stuff and it's just it's hard to hard to wade through it sometimes and to pick out things that are great. So but but when you do find great things, it's amazing because those great things wouldn't have existed if that hadn't happened. I uh, it's it's a tough situation. I totally agree. I actually like that very much as a way to think about it. Like, yes, you might have to put in some more work to find the really great things, but the the, the flip here is those great things, as you said, just wouldn't have been there before. No matter how hard you looked, you wouldn't have found them, right? Right. So uh, I, I think that is worth it. So to me, if I had to answer my own question of is the RPG market flooded? And you do have to because this is the, what the podcast is about. That's a good point. My answer would be yes, it is. 
It is definitely flooded. Okay. No okay. Doubt. What about the other part of the question? Okay. Are there too many? Are there too That's many? That's the other part of the question. Exactly. The answer is the market is flooded, but there are not too many. That's my answer. Um, mm -hmm. There may be some tipping point, right? Maybe there is some number that is just like, okay, now it's just too much. Damn breaks. Yeah. I, I don't know what that number is, but I don't think we're at it yet if it exists at all. I so I to, to uh, yeah RPG like like as we were talking about the uh like the where where RPGs sit in the spectrum of gaming and stuff it's still in a place that's not too big and it's it's just like I don't I don't feel like it's big enough to have so many that it fails yet <laughs> you know what I mean it would have to be a much bigger market to start with right and it is growing still which is good news right so mm -hmm. we do have more yep. players coming in more players trying things and my hope would be that this growth of these varied types of RPGs among the indie set makes for more people sticking with the hobby longer, right? Because whereas in the old world, they might have started with D&D, &D, but then, you know, said, well, okay, I've, I feel like I've gotten everything I can out of D&D. &D. I want to try other stuff. And then they looked around and they were like, well, you know, I'm bored with D&D, &D, but I don't like these other five RPGs that exist that they can see on their local game store shelf. And so that was it, right? They're done. They just quit playing RPGs because yeah, they didn't want to play one of those five. Now... If they get in that same situation, they can be like, oh, but I have this 700 I could choose from on RPG now, and maybe I can get my group interested to try, you know, the seventh the seventh space sea explorations in the seven seas of the Galactic Empire or whatever, you know, who knows? Um, so, yeah, I, I think that in the end, there's a there's a definite upside here. Despite the fact the market's flooded, it's flooded in a good way. It's good flooding. It's like flooding a pool. You want it full. There you, go. there you go. Yeah. Okay. That'll work. Yeah. I. I. I agree. I. I think I have. I have to agree on. On all those points. And. Uh, I. I want to. I want to throw back to our last couple episodes and say yes. Please make your RPG. Don't let uh, the fact that the the market is being is being flooded uh, deter you from from making your RPG if you're going to make one. Kickstart your stuff. Uh, have fun with it. Enjoy it. And. Um, be a part of the flood <laughs> as opposed to just watching it. That's so right. That's are there too many RPGs undesigned? There you go. I agree that that is undesigned. My friend it's, it's flooded, but in a good way, it's like jars of clay. So thank you very much, everybody for listening. We always appreciate it. As always email is down below. Shoot us a note with anything you want to hear us discuss in the future or with any questions you have always love to hear from you. And as always, we'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.